Welcome to Radio Survivor. We're here for the love of radio and sound. My name is Paul Reismandel. And I'm Eric Klein. And Paul Reismandel, welcome back to these airwaves. You were you took a trip. You went to Brazil. Thanks. Yes, I did. Um, and I went to Brazil on vacation, but I had to put on my best Jennifer Waits hat. Jennifer Waits is famous around these parts for visiting a radio station. Whenever she travels. Rain or shine, no matter where she goes on planet Earth, she will go and physically visit a radio station and talk to a person who works there and and bring us on radiosurvivor.com or the uh, or this year podcast will bring us a, a bit of a, um, a tour. A, a tour. That's yeah, yeah. what we call it. Yeah, a tour. A well, portrait. I, I have to say, say that if... if uh, if Jennifer Waits is the sheriff around these parts, I'm I'm a mere deputy. I'm a mere first out, just fresh out of the out of the academy deputy here. But I only have, did I only did attend and go to one radio you station. You have a portrait of one radio station from uh, a small city in Brazil. A small city by Brazilian standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, the city is São Bernardo do Campo. Uh, the city itself is about nine hundred thousand people. So, again, small city by Brazilian standards, uh-huh. a large city by American standards. Um, and it's actually in the general region of Sao Paulo, which is the largest city uh, in Brazil. And there, there are several smaller cities, kind of satellite cities. And so it's in that region. And uh, I visited Radio Parati, which is a uh, community radio station there. And I was able to visit because of... Uh, a friend of Radio Survivor, Alvaro Burns, who we've talked to before on the show uh, about a year and a half ago. He was on to talk about the decline of AM broadcasting in Brazil. But Alvaro is a community radio broadcaster and activist. He is also a podcaster. Um, And so I had an opportunity to meet up with him at Radio Parati, get a little tour of the station, and then sit down and talk with him and learn more about what he does, why he does it. And I think in, in so doing, we get kind of a portrait of what community radio is like in Brazil. And I think this is important because it, I like one for us to broaden our view, you know, being here in the United States, so much of our focus is, is, is on the U S and it sometimes can feel like, you know, community radio is only here in the U S and, and we know, uh, that's not at all true. And there's so many parallels, I think, uh, in particular between uh, Brazil and the U.S. in general and at this time. I mean, Brazil is an enormous country. You know, it's the most populous country in uh, South America. I believe it's the fifth largest country worldwide. It's, you know, it is uh, very urban in in many cases. It is also industrialized and it has a well-developed media system. Um also, though, at this moment in time, uh, Brazil has elected a far-right leader to take over the presidency uh, coming this January, Jair Bolsonaro. And, yeah, 2019. Yeah, coming up in 2019. And this is a popularly elected leader, but who has strong ties to the military um, and in many ways, I think, looks like a Donald Trump. There are... There are important differences but sort of the nature of Bolsonaro's messaging and uh his tough on crime and and uh, other sorts of positions far-right positions should seem very familiar to many of us here in the United States and I think it's a moment in which 
community radio, podcasting, and alternative forms of media are going to become very important in Brazil. And Brazil, of course, has a history of military dictatorship, uh, which was in power uh, in the 1960s, 1970s through to 1982. Uh, so at that time, you know, is a pre-internet and there was not community radio you know, and there was a much more of a lockstep and lockdown between the commercial media system and the military dictatorship. And it's sort of a different environment now. And of course, at the moment, there is not a dictatorship in Brazil. And no one can predict and say that there will be a dictatorship coming in 2019. But many people there are uh, have concerns. Within because, recent memory of the people in that country, yeah. you know, many people alive and many people uh, not alive. Uh, they they have a memory of the dictatorship. So. Yeah, exactly. So, it, uh, but Fears but but back. In, but at this time as well, though, there is podcasting, there's community radio, there's broadcasting, which uh, sits there's, outside of these uh, of the of the of the mainstream systems that that you know the large broadcasters, which again uh, tend to look a lot like what we have here in the United States. Well, I'm glad you had a chance to visit with Alvaro, our friend in in Brazil, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing the interview. So I'm sitting here in Radio Parati, yeah. here in São Bernardo do Campo, Campo, in Brazil. With me is Alvaro Burns. You produce the podcast. A Hora do Cafezinho. Do Cafezinho. Uh, working on my Portuguese here, but <laughs> slowly. Uh, so great to be able to come here and visit your community radio station. Yeah, it's great. So, I want to talk about the station. I want to talk a little bit about what you do. Uh, so, Parati FM, uh, what it is a community radio station. Yeah. Uh, and you have 25 watts of power. That's it. So, about do you know about how many people you serve or can hear you, maybe? They say it's like a one kilometer uh-huh. radius, but it's more. We, we, we get like a, a good part of the city. We get... Santo Andrea, uh, mm-hmm. another city. Um, I don't know how much people here in our town. We have uh, almost a million people, mm-hmm. but we have five stations, and some part of the some parts of the city we kind of clash. In I the see. Air. But uh, we have a, we got a, a good slice of the city. So all of the stations are on eighty-seven point five. That's one of the uh, one of the things we're trying to, to change. Yeah, yeah. How long has there been community radio in Brazil? Do you know? Um, I, it's like um, like maybe maybe twenty years or something. twenty years. Okay. Yeah. And it all has to be low power. Yeah. And you are non-commercial. The commercial low power 25 watts. That's it. Okay. Um, in some parts of Brazil, we have a different frequency channel, mm-hmm. but here in the uh, metropolitan area of São Paulo, it's all the same. It's 7.5. How did you get started in community radio? I got started just fresh out of college. I study a, a course called radio and TV. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I, tr- I I wanted to be like uh, working in publicity mm-hmm. because people say ah you you 
have some nice catches and uh, some good ideas, maybe you should work in that. So I, I tried it, couldn't get it, and then I, I was like, um, maybe I can uh, study radio and TV and then I have some knowledge about it. And then I just fall in love with radio. I was graduated in 2006, and then 2007, I started in a, in a community radio in Ribeirão Pires. Uh, it's a, a city close to here. And then I, I, I had a, a, a music program like, a, like KXP-like music. Uh-huh. Alternative Just, rock. Yeah. Nobody liked it, but I liked it. <laughs> so, uh, How did you learn about the station? How did you even know about community radio? I just radio? looked it up on the internet. I was trying to find some place to start, to start working. Uh-huh. I, I knew a little bit about community radio on, the, on college, but they never teach it about, about community radio. They, right. they, they, wanted to, they wanted you to work on big stations or giant newspapers and giant TV channels but I knew I, I was not going to start in a major uh, station so I was looking around to get a little bit of the uh, uh, just do it knowledge yeah, something like that so I I, I called them and said, I just got out of college, I know a little bit about radio, and the guy was like, come tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I have You're three awesome. hours weekly, um, daily, whatever, you just do it. You're hired. Yeah, <laughs> but there's no money. And I, I was working in an um, uh, electronics kind of thing because I study a little bit. And then I was like, uh, I need to, to do it. So I just quit my job and started on the, the station. And I was working around like two, three, four months and I just ran out of money. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I said to the, the, uh, the director of the, the station, I have no more money, I, can, I cannot come tomorrow mm -hmm. but I, I was making myself so crucial to the, the station and like learning everything and mixing the board and uh, editing everything so they needed me mm -hmm. and then he was he started to pay my uh, my trip my oh, your expenses yeah, to, to travel yeah, my travel and then started like that and then uh, I, I, I talked to him I need to eat something <laughs> and then he, he was paying me my trips uh, my bus and my food a little bit of food okay yeah. and it was kind of like that for two and a half years wow yeah you know we had a 
a joke, but it's not a funny joke. In when I was in, you know, originally in community radio, that the best volunteers were the unemployed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. They have so much time. Yeah. But of course, the same problem, right? Yeah. I you just stayed all day. Mm-hmm. From nine to uh, to six, nine to six every day. Yeah. And then I I was so out of money then I, I just couldn't keep up and then I, I started working in, in a school mm-hmm. but uh, people from another station heard of me and they had like a, a little space for a, a sports reporter that was in a, another city called Mawa mm-hmm. uh, and then they called me and I, maybe you can report on on some soccer games uh, on the weekend. Anyways, I I just said great, that's it. I, I want to come back to, to to radio. And then I was I uh, I work at I worked uh, as a reporter for maybe a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Now it is yeah. you're, you're reporting on on soccer on football. Yeah. yeah. Uh, these like regional teams. Yes. Yeah. So you're not doing the, the no, big no, national no, to no. the big teams. All regional, um, and they like it. Mm-hmm. And that's important, right? Yeah. Because these are the I think sometimes in community radio, we don't give enough credit to sports. Yeah. Because we feel like. Big sports, right? In in the U.S., football, baseball, it, NFL. It's a it's a funny thing because people that uh, are playing in super small teams, if they hear their names on the radio, they are like, "Oh my God, they're talking about us!" And then they they started listening to the radio, and the the uh, the radio was growing a little bit because of it. So I I. I worked on that, and then I I heard of a, a course that is for um, for uh, for radio. It's a different thing about radio called Radio Oficina, Radio Oficina. And then I, I started on the course, and they have they had a, a, a web radio. Mm-hmm that got the license to be a, a community radio. Okay, so they went from being online only yeah. to having a transmitter. Yeah. yeah. That's in Sao Paulo. And then they uh, asked me to have a, a, a music program uh, every Wednesday night, something like that. But uh, because it's a, it's a radio course for people that want to work on radio they have that mentality of, oh the big commercial radio yeah, or public so radio. They, are, they were playing like uh, Beyonce and right. Britney Spears and um, exactly that kind of thing so I got out <laughs> and then here in Paraty people knew me from the sports <laughs> uh, reporting word got around yeah and, and they asked me to present the, uh, the uh, sports program. 
I'm here since since 2013 maybe okay and then I, I I presented the the news program uh, I presented like uh, I did interviews but my my main thing here is to present the are you now are you a big program. sports fan how did yeah you... I like it I, I love music but I like sports how did you <laughs> doing sports announcing though yeah. is a very it's a special thing yeah it's, it's not easy to do how did you learn by listening so <laughs> uh, uh, my, my father my father is a, a really a sports fan hardcore I know? see so I just listen to the radio with him yeah and I enjoy it and then I just got into it. People need someone who knew a, a little bit about sports and knew a little bit about radio. So right. that's me. <laughs> that was me. I think that that's perfect because I think that's that's probably how so many people, especially in community radio, get into get into it. Right? It's it's not always the case that the person doing the show is always the expert yeah but they know enough yeah and, and and it helps if they can then know other people who know more than they do but maybe aren't as good at the radio part yeah. so I, I got the uh, the radio part yes down. Uh, I can mix everything I can uh, play on the computer and everything so I, I people like me because of it Mm-hmm. They, they knew sports, but they uh, cannot uh, present the program and open the mics and mix the music. And Multitasking. Yeah. It's, so it, it's hard. Yeah. That I got it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm here. And from the start in Parati, I was like, ah, I'm working here because... Maybe sometime I'll, I'll be on, in a big station, so I'm practicing. But your mind kind changes a little bit about community radio. So now I'm more of a community radio man all the way. What changed? So so what what happened? You 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 get in contact with your listeners. It's not like in a big station that you're talking to everybody but you don't know nobody. Mm-hmm. In here I'm talking to fewer people but, but sometimes they run into me on the street. Right. They know me. I'm, I I just got out of the, the building. Someone was like, oh nice nice show today. And that that's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you have a certain freedom that you you wouldn't have on a big station because they have their way of doing things and you either fit or you don't. In here, I can make my own way of doing things. So um, the person be- before I, I present the program, they were... Um, really different from the way I do it. And no, nobody ever asked me to do 
to do it like he was right. doing. They were like, just do it your own way. And to me, that's great because I can experiment on some things. I can uh, make my little jokes and nobody, you know. Uh, so I, I, can, I can be myself talking about something I know or something I don't know, but I, I can be myself on the air. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the listeners can feel it. Right. So here at uh, Radio Parati, are, is, is there a lot of political talk? Is there news? It varies. We, we used to have a um, uh, journalism kind of show, a uh, uh, news show, um, but we don't have it anymore. It's we, difficult. Yeah. I used to present that, but yeah. I, my job, I, I changed the, the, uh, the, uh, the hours so of my So you change job. when you work. Yeah. yeah. So I couldn't make it. Right. And now it's more music and sports. Mm -hmm. Only on the weekends we have more talk radio, mm -hmm. more politics, more interviews. Um, it's a more diverse kind of, uh, of programming, but on the, the, the day's work, we have just music and sports. Now, I mean, so you and I talked for an hour and a half or so before this interview. Yeah. You interviewed me. Yeah. But I could tell from the interview, uh, you're, you're a very politically aware guy. Yeah. <laughs> you can say that. And, and I mean, your, your politics, you, I, they sound to me they're very left, very progressive. Yeah. yeah. So was that something that you came into community radio with, or was that part of your getting an education from community radio? Kind of, because um, my father is a really left-wing kind of oh, guy. Okay. And my mother, it's also on the left. I see. So in my home, I have I had this kind of uh, education. You have a lot of class awareness. Yeah. Okay. And we're not rich at all. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> you, you just learn it by getting on the street. Mm -hmm. But in community radio, a, a lot of people are politically aware. Mm -hmm. In here, we, have, uh, we had uh, a director that was a part of the beginning of the Workers' Party. Oh. So he's a, a left-wing guy. And we get to talk, and uh, you 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 got that that feel that people want to change things. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's great. And um, in here, I feel I I have um, I have the opportunity to to talk about those things. Um, in that other station I, I, I was telling you about uh, playing um, Lady Gaga <laughs> I, right. I couldn't talk about politics it's too bad right because yeah. imagine you can play Lady Gaga but then talk radical politics in between yeah. right bring in somebody who, who loves me, Lady she's Gaga she's a left wing kind of she's, singer yeah, right, right right you have an opportunity yeah. there you know people are being awakened yeah uh, even Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, so when you're doing the sports program, do you ever inject your politics? Yes. Um, soccer is run by people that is like the the the, uh, the president, like FIFA. Yeah, like FIFA, or uh, we have corruption, a lot of corruption, mm -hmm. and we have a lot of money mm -hmm. running into it. And Brazil just doesn't care about other sports; it's just soccer. Right. So you can talk about it. You can mm -hmm. say, why is all the money going to soccer and no money going to badminton or something? Mm -hmm. uh, so you can place that little seed of why mm -hmm. in someone's mind. And that's how I can, you know, just touch a, a little bit of the, the, the subject. Yeah, sports are political. Yeah. I mean, even in the U.S., right, we had a guy who's now a prominent podcaster, Bill Simmons. He worked for ESPN. Yeah. He was fired because he kept criticizing the, the head of the NFL, yeah. right? The National Football League, right? Which is sort of like being the Pope <laughs> in the U.S., right? It is sort of, you cannot question, the, you know, and you question, you know, because there's cover-up because people are having brain damage, yeah. long-lasting brain damage that they're not taking care of, not paying attention to. It's very political issues, in fact, right? And, and, and similar in yeah. you know, what sports are funded, where does the money go, who gets the money, and things like yeah, this. Yeah, because not everybody's Neymar. Right. They, so there are people playing soccer that have no place to sleep, or have no place to... To eat, and people don't don't see it because you 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 talk about sports and you only see what what's in, on TV and it's the glamour and the money and uh, the cars and but you you can you can um, talk about some things like that uh, on this kind of show because we have the freedom to. to mm -hmm. Now, do you, do you do any other show here at Party? I, I sometimes I run my interview podcasting here. Okay. Depending on the. Uh, But the, you don't do a music guest. show anymore. No, <laughs> I cannot. In here, I, I guess people were. Um, I don't have the time to uh, <laughs> really. Do it the way it should be done. <laughs> I know? understand. Yeah. Well, you have a job. Yeah. And jobs tend to do that to people. Yeah. That's uh, it's interesting. So let's talk about your podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say the name and I'm going to uh, butcher <laughs> it, then you can correct me. Yeah. Hora do Cafezinho. Yeah. A Hora do Cafezinho, something like that. Cafezinho. It's like a coffee break time. Yes, right. Yeah. A Hora. Yeah, that's important. Aura do cafezinho. Yeah. Thank you for the for the quick <laughs> yeah. Portuguese lesson. My pronunciation is terrible. That's why everyone thinks I'm just a bad Spanish speaker. But uh, uh, so, when did you start doing that? I started the podcast on maybe twelve, no, twenty twelve maybe. Twenty twelve. Okay. Oh, so you've been yeah. doing it a long time. Yeah. 
And it's an interview show, yeah. right? And and so what's why did you start it? What's what's the purpose? I started because I um, I knew a lot of interesting people, and I, I the way I see what I know is uh, I know about radio. I know how to interview people, so I know I I guess I know how to take um, good things from people. And then these people I, I, I knew, they were not being interviewed by any, any, anybody. Right. So, and so what kind of people? Who are these interesting people? So I got um, like um, people there there are doing work in, uh, in, in media. Uh, they are studying um, they are doing social work they are doing um, they are working in public libraries um, by their own you know um, they are poets they they are uh, making a hip-hop movement stuff like that so um, I feel like they they should have a place to, to talk about. Mm -hmm. They're making uh, magazines and uh, DIY uh, newspapers. So to me, that's uh, that's that's something that should be heard. You're supporting each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And do you know these people because? Because it's like uh, a friend or a friend of a friend, or is it sometimes you you just uh, find that newspaper or, or something? Sometimes, sometimes it's a friend. It's a friend of a friend, a friend of a friend of a friend, mm -hmm. and uh, I just uh, read something on the internet and I go, I look it up, and it's someone that lives right around here, and I send them. Uh, an email, hey, you want to talk? And they this usually the say yes, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants to talk. And where do you record? Day. Do you record here? Do you record? I, I, I record home. I record here. I record in their home. Mm -hmm. uh, I got like a, a moving gear. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just want to do it. Mm -hmm. And... So you've been doing it uh, six years, right? Yeah. Wow. I have some lapses, some breaks, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when I have the time, I I, uh, I come back. And why did you choose to do it as a podcast? Why didn't you try to do it as a show here or another station? In a in a radio station, you have the time uh, problem. So you you're you're going past one hour. Yeah. Uh, you cannot. People just uh, I, can, I cannot run this. Uh, we know this well. Yeah, there's another show mm -hmm. just one hour from here, and then it's hard for you to ask somebody uh, that have so much to give you, and then you say you can only give me one hour. Mm -hmm. And then I I I I, I think so it's, it's a good thing to have um, a recording of someone that 
they can listen whenever they want. Mm -hmm. uh, and to me, podcast, the, the good thing about podcast is that you can have a 30 minute interview or a two hour interview and you can take everything from, from that and to me that that's a, a good part of podcasting so when you started in 2012 were podcasts popular did a lot of people know about them kind of not like today but people knew about podcasts um, here in Brazil you have now like from uh, three years until now we have uh, a lot of big giant podcasts um, but then it, it was not like a, a, a big thing but now uh, I, I feel like it's a, it's a big thing and you know there's good internet connectivity, it seems yeah. like. I mean, people have good uh, mobile data, they yeah. have good Wi-Fi, so listening to a podcast for most folks yeah. isn't difficult, is it? Yeah, and that that's the um, the uh, Netflix kind of field yeah, yeah. we were talking about. Uh, so people got into Netflix and then they understand podcasts, how, right. how things should work. And, and people, you know, are... Washing the dishes or washing the car or something, they cannot look to the uh, YouTube channel they want, right. but they can listen to the podcast, and that's really growing here in Brazil because we, from a, um, our big media is is just getting crazier and crazier, so people want to listen to different things. To different point of views and then that's how podcast got into mm -hmm. you're listening to radio survivor my name is eric klein we're going to get right back into that interview with paul reese mandel of radio survivor and our friend alvaro burns there in sao paulo brazil but first radio survivor is supported by spinatron spinatron is a tool to help college and community radio stations record and publish music playlists but it also helps them maintain, update, and publish their program schedule online. Learn more at spinatron.com. That's S-P-I-N-I-T-R-O-N.com. And you can find out more about anything we've talked about here on the show at radiosurvivor.com slash podcast. This is episode number 100. And 70. And if you have any comments about anything we talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line, podcast at radiosurvivor.com. So, right now, right, you people in the US have heard about you have a new president, Maldonado, coming in, who is very right wing. Yeah. He, uh, and he comes from the military. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so our podcast is space for people who are in the opposition yes. to, to speak and, and have a platform. Yes. We have like um, uh, a big podcast called Anticast that uh, it started like a show about design mm -hmm. and now it's a really political <laughs> show. They interview uh, Lula. They mm -hmm. have an interview on 
the uh, so yeah, Lula, Lula the uh, former president. Yeah, who's yeah. And is he in prison right now? Yeah. Currently, yes. Yeah, um, he was the first. Uh, yeah, he he was like our the uh, first workers uh, yeah. president. It, it was like uh, a Bernie Sanders ish kind of yeah. guy on the time. Mm -hmm. That time, he's not like that. No, he's not really a uh, uh, radical guy, but he's, he's on the left. Yeah, 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 right. Just like Barack Obama. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. He's, he's not like Fidel Castro. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But um, so uh, we have podcasts uh, talking about the, the, uh, the left, talking about issues, talking about... Uh, the working class uh, interviewing um, left leaders and I feel like that's growing because people want to, to be informed um, there's a, 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 an idea that people don't want to know about politics here they just want to know about sports mm -hmm. <laughs> but, sounds familiar yeah but people when they when they uh, see themselves not knowing about something, they are I wouldn't say embarrassed, but they uh, they uh, they feel like they should know about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if you 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 give them the information, they uh, they embrace it, uh, and that's happening from either side. So mm -hmm. you have the. Uh, ultra right-wing podcast too but the the uh, left-wing shows are, are growing because people want to to listen to friendly kind of ideas because you're just getting bombarded by and these the ideas right. are not on the television no or on I mean on commercial radio you have like a, one radio station that is more to the left Where is that? Uh, <laughs> it's um, uh, Brasil Atual. 98.9. Is this in the, in the Sao Paulo Sao region? Paulo region. Okay. Yeah. You have a, a few stations mm -hmm. all over Brazil, but it's like uh, 1 to 50 mm -hmm. chance to, to hear something different. And much of your radio is dominated by Globo. We have uh, big, big uh, companies like Globo, like Bandeirantes, um, like Estadão, uh, they have newspaper, have uh, radio stations. Uh, Globo is like, um, it's not like Fox. We, we have uh, our Fox News <laughs> that is uh, <coughs> record. Mm -hmm. So they have... Uh, pastor that is the uh, the president of the uh, the TV channel and they have radio stations they have uh, newspapers uh, big website mm -hmm. and they are more they are going more to the uh, to the right to the the extreme right yeah mm -hmm. and, and we have uh, like um, seven big giant companies there that have 
everything on the yeah. the media landscape here. It's an, I think, unfortunately, I think most North Americans are poorly informed and educated about anywhere outside of the U.S. or outside of North America, yeah. and they don't really. Yeah, <laughs> and they don't realize what an enormous country Brazil is. Yeah, right. Two hundred and more than two hundred million people. Yeah. right. Uh, but also, uh, you know, linguistically isolated because the rest of the continent mostly speak mostly speaks Spanish. Yeah. Right, and it's the largest Portuguese-speaking country yeah. on earth. Yeah. Right, you know, but also an economic powerhouse. Enormous economy, yeah. and you don't always realize, uh, you know, and, and and that there are also then these parallels: the media consolidation, yeah. uh, the economic consolidation that that, that happens yeah, as yeah. well, right? And yeah. the 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 cult of capitalism, right? I yeah. think you know it's important for people to see that uh, these things happen in many places in the yeah, many ways. We have the uh, rich one percent, yeah, part of Brazil just. Dominating everything, yeah. and the the media people are on these one percent people. Of course they are, because yeah. they are they're so they, rich. Yeah, that's and, how they own it all. Yeah, and in here it's it's uh, we have politicians that have stations. Mm -hmm. You cannot because of the law, but right, what, what is the law? <laughs> yeah, uh, they make it. They mm -hmm. make. So we, we are suffering from it. And uh, people still need to, uh, to, to, to be educated about it. And now we have a, a phenomenon of right-wing denying the media. So we don't need it. Mm. Because we have our, our own media. We have WhatsApp. We have Facebook. Mm. We can talk with each other. We don't need nobody else talking. So that's even crazier. Um, we used to say uh, we don't like global. Mm -hmm. We want we want a, a space to fight global in the air or something like that. Right, people who are yeah. for community radio people. Who you can listen yeah. to them, but you should. You should also be able to listen to us. Mm -hmm. And now they are like, just don't listen. Listen only to us. Mm -hmm. And that, that's, you know, just breaking my, my head. Because I, I, I feel like they, they are winning right now. There's so many parallels, yeah. of course, here between what's happening in the U.S. and what's happening, I mean, elsewhere. Yeah, we see the right-wing movements in yeah. Europe and elsewhere, so I don't... It's hard to even know about it all, but I yeah. see so many parallels between the U.S. And, and Brazil and lessons that the U.S. can learn from Brazil, meaning we can see how, in certain ways, unfortunately, things like uh, economic disparity, yeah. economic difference in, in Brazil is all the more pressing and all the more severe than it is yeah. in the U.S. And we can see the social media, the flip side to social media. But you also know in the U.S. the role that it played in our last elections yeah. and disinformation and people passing around, mostly on Facebook. We don't use yeah. WhatsApp so much, but on Facebook passing around all sorts of memes that are 
are false, right? That are complete disinformation yeah, they're, they're, because they're they look popular true. fake news. Yeah, the popular fake news, you know, and uh, you know, it seems like our right wing party, for better or worse, has not yet learned to tell everyone to stop yeah. paying attention. But to... here, when you have something like WhatsApp or Telegram yeah. right. or something like that, it's like a black box because you don't know who is sending sending it and who is receiving it and who is sharing it it's not like on facebook you can find it can you describe whatsapp so i mean we have it in the states yeah i don't know how popular it is i only use it to talk to, <laughs> to people from not the u.s it's like a, uh, it's like you're talking only on direct messaging from uh twitter or It's like it's it's like a whole yeah it, yeah it, it's, it's like very popular here right yeah because it allows you you don't have to use minutes you yeah can, you, you, it's, there's no charges people don't don't call each other anymore. yeah but it's all it's encrypted yeah right, supposedly and it's owned by Facebook isn't yeah. it yeah yeah but you can so I you and I were were chatting back and forth because I'm here with my US cellular phone right I and I get I have a little bit of data that I could use for free here yeah. but it cost me a lot of money to make a call and if you were to call me in my US number it would cost you a fortune yeah. but we can use WhatsApp over the, and, and, and uh, the phone chat for free have a uh, like a promotion that you you can use WhatsApp for free yeah I saw that <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so people do they do it so, but so uh, I can forward a message that maybe so if you sent me something I could forward it to somebody. Yeah. Some piece of information or a meme or something. Can I send that? And, and it's it's um, that 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 kind of uh, spreading of news. It it's hard to, to tell somebody that's fake because you receive it from your your mother or your uh, brother right. or your sister. Only it doesn't have. I don't know who the originator was. Yeah. I don't know who the who said it first. I don't really know, but I. I got it on my phone and I, I just share it with someone I love or that love so me. I one, so they, they, yeah. they were not... People don't, don't think why someone that cares about me, about me would say, send me fake stuff. Right. So someone sends me a message. Moldenaro says he's going to uh, get a free health care for all. Yeah. Everybody. I, I, so that people he's, believe it. Right. Right, right. No, it's just people are people, no matter yeah. where they are, right? That, that's the thing here. There's, you know, what, what, and, what, no matter what hemisphere we're in, and people there's, are the there's same. There's a, a big newspaper here, Folha de São Paulo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a reporter, I can't remember her name. I'll send it to you. Uh, she she, she reported on... Uh, Big companies paying to Bolsonaro to uh, send fake news to people um, on uh, bots or on WhatsApp. Yeah. yeah. So you you can send a lot of messages to a lot of people uh, just like that, and companies were paying to do it. Yeah. Sounds familiar. So, but then Bolsonaro says, "Why would your mother?" send you something fake right. and then he says just don't listen to to folia right and folia is like a new york times right. so you the left side don't like it 
But they understand there's still uh, yeah. sort of a standard is yeah. still exists, yeah. right? Yeah, we're in the same position where the New York Times was, you know, we would cr- criticize it for yeah. being, uh, you know, too supportive of capitalism and the military-industrial yeah. complex. But now we're in the position of having to defend it because at least they have standards. Yeah, <laughs> they are journalists, yeah. at least. At the very least. Yeah. So are... So are you worried? Are you know? So doing community radio, which is an open platform, right? It seems like Radio Party. There's an opportunity to, to broadcast all sorts of things. Yeah, could be political or not. But do you think that that will make community radio a target in the new with the new president? Are you worried? I'm worried because. Um... One day or another, the big media will uh, see it as, as an opportunity to end us. Mm-hmm. Because you want it or you don't want it. They still don't like us. <laughs> they, they, right. they don't need us. They, they want more space. Why should we have 87.5? Yeah. They could have it. And if there's an opening for ending community radio. They need I don't excuse. see why they, they yeah. wouldn't jump on it. So you think it would be... They would, they're looking for an excuse, right? Looking yeah. to find the one bad apple, yeah. as we say, that spoils uh, the bushel, right? That, that yeah. you know, if they can say, well, look at this, this, this yeah. one station is inciting violence or, yeah, or something. Because if they listen to a, a Christian... Mm-hmm. Community radio, they said, they say uh, that's only what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Let's end all the stations. Mm-hmm. Let's shut them down. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that will be a, a, a target. Mm-hmm. But we can also uh, uh, see it as a, an opportunity to to be a part of the the uh, social media environment so we have a, a we can make it um, those little news and spread it on whatsapp mm-hmm. why not uh, so you can use the radio like station a, as a platform yeah mm-hmm. you can make like a, a three minute segment mm-hmm. and just spread it mm-hmm. we can make podcasts and editing down them and, and sending it for everybody. People like us. They 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 talk to us on WhatsApp. And so you have so you feel like you have you do have real community support. Yeah, we. It's it's a hard thing. Yeah. Yeah. But some people. Yeah, some people. Some it's people. tough. No, I agree. Yeah. It's same thing. We would say for community stations. Because some people that listen to us yeah. uh, voted for Bolsonaro, right? Because they 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 saw him like a a, um, a way of breaking the system, right? Just like just like Trump. Donald Trump, yeah. Um, and the left side of of uh, the political environment didn't uh, believe that people were willing to break the system. Right. So, uh, 
especially I think probably the more comfortable people. Yeah. Right. Because the way the the the, the big thing works, uh, it can work to the uh, not so radical left people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. Like Lula. Uh huh. He, he was uh, not trying to change the game, but he learned the game and mm -hmm. was playing to uh, people's fav favor. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, the other side knew the game much more. And they did. Now yeah, he's in it's, jail. It's tough. Yeah. yeah, now he's in jail, right? On trumped Because up charges. You can, you can <coughs> um, accept him. As long as he's not trying to change the, the, yeah. the game. Do you worry that, I mean, as the community radio stations will become a target not of the government, but of like Bolsonaro supporters or? Maybe, maybe. Um, maybe they just start to uh, calling in. So screaming I mean, at us. I know. was worried when Trump was elected a little bit because he he awakened this right wing and fascist element in yeah. the United States that we, in some ways, were in denial about yeah. existing, and who you know. I mean, you've heard of what happened in Charlottesville, right? Uh, yeah. A year ago, when they had the, the, the rally, and, and ultimately. Lots of street fighting, and, and the one guy ran over, uh, killed one person, yeah. right? Uh, we have, in Portland, every six weeks we have these fascists, literal fascists, who come in to throw rallies in our streets. Uh, and most of them don't live in Portland, but they pick Portland because it's a liberal yeah. city, and they like to cause trouble, and they say, well, we're patriots, right? Right. But, it's free speech, you know, free and speech. I and and you know they've been caught with guns, you know, and unfortunately our police are not. <laughs> As Ellen said from the corner, they are also fascists. So they're yeah. you know they are more on the side of yeah. some of these Nazi sympathizers and outright Nazis, and they are the anti-fascists yeah. and the people who who are brave enough to 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 face them down. On a regular basis, so I, you know, I also worry that some of these guys, you know, don't need a lot of provocation, yeah. don't need a lot of reason to go do something uh, really stupid and really damaging and deadly. So yeah. I, I wondered if you see that same sort of fervor, uh, you know, kind of craziness yeah. associated here, with some it's, of it. It's, um, it's growing this kind of uh, of feel that maybe something will happen. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's, it's funny because a lot of uh, the left people that were never uh, saying I'm a, mm -hmm. I am an anti-fascist, now they are saying yeah. because it's so crucial. Well, now all of a you sudden you didn't in, think there were, right, anymore. Right, yeah. Um, and it, it's, uh, it's going to the extremes mm -hmm. on both, both, sides, both sides. Yeah. And... Uh, And do you feel like you can talk about it still? Like on a podcast, you know, never mind just uh, with your friends, family. Yeah. And your on the podcast, I can talk about whatever. You still feel like, yeah. yes, that's okay. Because it's still small. 
but uh, uh, these really big podcasts on the left side mm -hmm. are, ga are getting uh, hate mail and uh, yeah, right. people are trying to uh, to take their websites away. And, oh, hack their websites. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm sure, are they on Twitter? Yeah, Twitter. Yeah. And it's... Uh, yeah, right. It's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we understand. Uh, yeah. We're seeing this. We're seeing the But same sorts of things. There are people um, defending it also. Okay. Uh, I'm one of yes. those people. So, do you feel like then... Say now is different than you know uh, 54 years ago in in Brazil, right? Before the dictatorship, because there's more, for lack of a better way of putting it, media is a little bit more democratized. Do you think that's true? Do you think that helps? That helps, but now we are living in a a state that elected yeah. the dictatorship. Right. It's not a coup. No. It's it's uh, elected. And that that brings to them uh, uh, an idea that I can do whatever. Just I have people on my back. Right. The, 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 people saying, want it. Yeah, to, to, to the Bolsonaro yeah. uh, regime, if yeah. you will. Yeah, right. They have popular support. Yeah. And that's different because... Mm -hmm. um, on uh, our military dictatorship. Uh, media was on their side, but mm -hmm. people was on our side. Uh -huh. Now, media is trying to make the middle, right? but people, I don't know. And make no doubt about it, part of the reason the media wants to make the middle yeah. is because that's where they hope the money is. Yeah. There's a lot to lose there. Yeah, and sometimes they, sometime they may see it that it's on their side. Mm -hmm. And then they will not think twice to uh, jump to the other side. So, uh, you know, so this will be on the podcast. We yeah. hope uh, at least a few people in North America, <laughs> plus our, 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 our amazing friends around the world. Yeah. Uh, We'll hear it. Uh, is there anything you would like, I think, Americans in particular to know about uh, either what community media or podcasts or, you know, what, what, if, what would you like someone to take away from our conversation to understand about, about Brazil? About Brazil. Or, you um, know, it, it's a, I'm not asking a good question because I think... I, I want to make sure that you have an opportunity to, to, to say what you want to say. If, yeah. if there's anything that we haven't covered, I guess is really what I mean. I guess people should um, take from our conversation that uh, we are not so different. Uh, so uh, if a Brazilian guy just appear on the house next door, Don't throw rocks at. <laughs> we no. are we are so much alike. Mm -hmm. We are people, mm -hmm. and we are uh, struggling on the same kind of things. We we don't have money. We don't have the media. We don't have. We only have each other. Mm -hmm. Each other. So we, we we should help each other. And 
if one day you, you want to come to Brazil, maybe somebody will uh, help you or uh, speak Portuguese for you <laughs> or something like that. We, we, uh, we are living uh, similar, similar lives in different places. Mm -hmm. So uh, you should maybe look at the world from a different perspective, not only yours. To me, that, that, that's the, uh, the idea. You should uh, understand why people are moving. So uh, if, you, if you don't like uh, Trump, it may, maybe you want to get out. How would you feel if someone was, you know, shooting you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's kind of the same. People are, are trying to escape Mexico. So you... Uh, why? You yeah. have to ask why. Yeah. They're people. Why, why should people uh, leave their countries? People don't want to leave. They just want to live. That's it. Alvaro, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you again to Alvaro Burns. Thank you, Paul Reismandel. I'm so glad that you got a chance to visit our friend, our radio survivor out in Sao Paulo, Brazil. and um, Sao Bernardo do Campo. Thank you, which is uh, a city outside of Sao Paulo. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start big and then draw the line <laughs> to the smaller town. They're at Radio Parati, and, and Alvaro's podcast is Aura do Cafeginho. The coffee hour, Yes, if you, need, uh, if you need things translated to even know what they are. And yeah, if you want to check out that podcast, their links are going to be in the show notes today. Uh, Alvaro's podcast, which isn't Portuguese, but uh, you can at least hear, even if you can't speak Portuguese, you can give your ears to it. And maybe many of our listeners can. Sure. And you can listen to Radio Parati online as well. And we'll have those links at radiosurvivor.com slash podcast. Episode 170. 170. We'd love to hear from you. Is there a great community radio station we should know more about, especially one um, outside of the United States? You know, we here at Radio Survivor, like so many people in the U.S., we live in this bubble where we, 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 we get overly concerned with things that go on here in our own country. It's a big country. We, there's a lot of good stuff there's a lot here of in good the United stuff, States but to we know talk there's about. Tons going on around the world. Do you know a station, or is there just a place you want to learn more about? We'd we'd love for you to tell us about it. Yeah, or even a way in, really. I mean, because we know that we want to know more about community radio in, and then fill in the blank country yeah. here. But do you know a way in? Yeah, exactly. Can, that, you know, a specific station, a specific town, a specific producer in those places. It's yeah. how this starts. We we learned about. Radio Parati because Alvaro dropped us a line two yeah. years ago. I think dropped us an email to think, uh, our email address. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go out on a limb and guess that a little bit of uh, search engine optimization served Radio Survivor well. And as he as Alvaro was googling or whatever search engine they use in Brazil, uh, what as Alvaro was searching for community radio news, uh, he stumbled upon. Our humble project here. So help us out. Uh, we'll go and do the interview. We'll do the work. We just yeah. need the tips from you. Drop us a line. Podcast at radiosurvivor.com. We are a listener and reader supported enterprise. If you want to learn more about that, go to radiosurvivor.com slash support. Well, Paul, I'm so glad you came back from Brazil with a little bit of tape uh, from our friend Alvaro. But that's not all. 
Yes. We, there's more that you and I are going to speak about, about your trip and about radio and about other things, uh, but not here on this radio show. We're going to do a bonus episode. So if you are a subscriber to the podcast, it should show up automatically in your favorite podcast listening app. And if it, you're listening on the radio right now, scoot, go to our website. Yeah, scoot over to radiosurvivor.com and you can check out the, the bonus. We uh, we band scan. We're gonna listen. Rubbing my hands together for the uh, band scan. Scan of the (laughs) airwaves of Sao Paulo, Brazil. It's fun stuff. We hope you'll enjoy it. But we definitely thank you for spending another hour with us. Yeah. See you next week, everybody.